Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. Seated across the table from me, he is the newest top of the line podcast host to come out of Wayne Tech Industries. He's got all kinds of crazy features. He has a soda dispenser. He has a chip dispenser. He slices, he dices, and he can podcast with or without sound. It's Mike Staub. And sitting across the table from me, he is first on the list to get Apple goggles, Mr. Jordan Hugh. Absolutely. Uh, We're back. We are back. It has been some time, folks. Sorry for the break. I'm we, not sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, we, neither of us had the time to do anything <laughs> no, for the last month or so. I, every year, I like have like the illusion that the holidays won't disrupt my life in some way. And then they disrupt your life totally. They disrupt your life totally, and then like work gets crazy mm-hmm. and life gets crazy for a bit, and then here we are. We're recording now in February, and February is like the first month where it's like. Okay, there's a sort of a return to normalcy. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're back to the miserable side of winter, and <laughs> right, I I, I Cold, agree. Cold gray bucket of suck. Yeah, it's just yes. the worst. It's we're we're really close to lousy smart weather. So oh, so close to smart 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 is coming. Smart is, t- is early March. Yeah, smart smart. Yeah, it's yeah. that smart is that first day. I post the status every year on Facebook. It is the first day where it's like. Rain or snow? Yeah. Both at the same time? Yeah. And I post lousy smart weather, and I get five likes. Yep. And it's one, you're always one of them. Oh, of course. <laughs> and then there's four other people who have also seen that episode of The Simpsons. Well, that's a classic. Classic, that's, classic. On, that's, that's the Groundskeeper Willie, Freddy Krueger mashup. Yeah, that's such a good episode. Treehouse of Horror. I forget which one that is. So good. It's an early Treehouse of Horror. But yeah, so you might you might be saying to yourself, man, where has that batman has been? Well, hopefully in the time off, you've been listening to the back catalog. And if you haven't, no worries. We're not going to hold you accountable. I'm holding you again. Yeah. I'm judging you. We do a lot of work, folks. Yeah, you fuckers. Come um, on. Do you know how much work goes into this podcast? Quite a bit. Actually, a bit. more than some more others than we that we've think, done. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, hey, we only have a few left in the first season. Yeah, we're getting close of, to the end. Of Batman Taz. We have six episodes left after this one. Yeah. To get through the original season one. And remember, folks, though I think many of you know this because you've heard us say this before or you just know, the seasons are not equal in length. Season one is incredibly long. It's 60-something episodes. Yeah. And then seasons two, three, four are all pretty short. And on the production side, there's only two seasons. Right. They yeah. consider seasons whatever. They consider that all season two, but on the broadcast side, they're seasons two, three, and four. Right. Yeah. So I guess what happened was the network, uh, WB, whatever, they just kept ordering more. Yeah. And like they represent the broadcast side seasons, just represent new orders. Yeah. 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 Which is all so, that is. So I feel that. I and feel when these aired, by the way, they, they mostly aired in rotation with each other, regardless of yeah. what season they were from. Yeah. 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 And I feel like. After the first season is when this show goes from being on, I guess, Fox Kids to Kids WB. Oh, that's right. Okay, right. Yeah, because so there was is, definitely a split. transition yeah. there where Batman... You're right. A lot of shows jumped jumped to Kids WB, I think, because Warner Brothers was like, we're putting together our thing, yeah. so we're going to take all of our properties and put them on Kids WB. Right. Which would be, you know, the Animaniacs or... Where's Freakazoid in this equation? Um, boom, 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 boom. I think he's a WB show. He's later though, right? Yeah, Freakazoid was he just he's just two seasons. I think Freakazoid's just two seasons. Just two seasons. And Freakazoid, if you follow the animation history, Freakazoid of the, was is a show that all of these people who worked on Batman were allowed to do as like a gift because Batman was so good and successful. Yep. Freakazoid, I don't want to suddenly turn this into a Freakazoid episode, but like Freakazoid is such a beautiful yeah. unicorn yeah. of uh, an animated show. It's like a show that shouldn't exist, but does. And unfortunately was like basically too good to be true. They couldn't sustain that level of weirdness. Way ahead of its time. Amazing show. I wish we could do a podcast on it. But that would be like you know twenty episodes to be done. It's probably not a bad idea to do as like a as like a like a twenty episode little short one. We could yeah, do Freakazoid. We could holler at us if you're a Freakazoid fan. You'd like to see that because so, uh, that's a that's a really good show. I showed Amanda Freakazoid for the first time, maybe within the last six to eight months. She had never seen it. She never heard of it before. She didn't know what it was. I'm like, have you ever seen Freakazoid? She was like, no. So first of all, I just looked it up quickly. It was purely kids WB. I think okay. that was after Batman had made the shift. Okay. 
and eventually obviously it was on Cartoon Network probably all the time like, yeah um, and Freakazoid airs I would say it's the mid late night it's the the early the late mid 90s or the early late 90s was when Freakazoid the high 90s probably like 95, 96 is when Freakazoid starts to air and I showed this to Amanda I'm like you've never seen this she goes no she was an ABC cartoon kid and a Disney Channel kid so sure yeah for those of you who that tracks for Amanda yeah of course the way the 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 lunchroom breaks down when it came to TV (laughs) there were the Nickelodeon kids yeah they were cool they were they were they were yeah they Nickelodeon kids are kind of like the normal cool fun kids cool kids cool fun kids then you have the you have having a lot of sex now of course and then they did some drugs for a time but they recovered Yeah. yeah And then you have the Disney Channel kids who are like... Disney Channel kids, their parents had money because you needed a spe- special subscription. Maybe. Yeah, I could say well, or you, someone there had you, money. Listen, you only had Disney Channel if you paid for that. You had that to pay was a extra. separate package yeah. in our day. Yeah, you had to pay extra for the Disney Channel. So so the Disney Channel kids were... I don't want to be this... I don't want to be that guy. But they're kind of like the... Eternal children. Yeah, the up, yeah but also like the uptight kind of like... Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. has to play nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everyone has to be nice and play nice. Yeah, That's right. them. So they... They're not rude kids. Like the Nickelodeon kids are just going around sliming people. Yeah, yeah. Which like now sounds like just fucking jizzing all over people <laughs> for some reason. Oh, the slime kid. Um, now, and Disney Channel kids, very mannered. Yes. Mannered children yeah which is funny because amanda was a disney channel kid and obviously she's very well mannered and i'd also say like a really just a good person and i imagine like probably a really polite nice kid yes yes. right absolutely you know nickelodeon kids the fucking skateboard on your face and then and then the absolute total wild card are the Cartoon Network kids? Oh, well, what is that even? Yeah, those yeah. are the those are the kids that you don't know if they're going to be your best friend or they'll kill you. No, yeah, yeah. So we don't know. And it matters what style of Cartoon Network, right? They leaned into. It's one of those late night anime. Kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Were you the anime whack job who now owns a sword? All right, I say this as someone who owns multiple swords. I also own a sword. <laughs> <laughs> we all own swords. Um, uh, anywho, this co- podcast is about Batman. Blind as a bat. Blind as a bat. But no, uh, so. We have about six episodes left in this season. They all happen to be like quite good. Um, so a blind is a bad. I mean, we could we could talk about is it good or bad. That's kind of not necessarily good. But next up, we have like Demons Quest Part One and Two, which are legendary episodes. Yes, very good. His Silicon Soul, which is um, basically the the follow up to uh, Heart of Steel. Yeah. Fire from Olympus, a personal favorite. That's your Maxi Zeus episode. Yep. Uh, read my lips, which I don't remember at all. Uh, that's the one that's about George do- George H. W. Bush. Is that no? That's not what it's about. <laughs> sure, I forget what Read My Lips is about at all. And then the Worry Men, which is the last Mad Hatter episode this season, ends the season. And the Worry Men, if I remember, is actually kind of like a notoriously like not great episode. But these are all ones and, like I'm looking forward to covering. And the first episode of season two is Batgirl Returns. That sounds right. I'm right? not. I'm actually not sure. Or is she the sure. last episode of season one? No, this is this is all. I'm pretty confident this is all that's left of season one in production. Gotcha. Uh, it maybe broadcast was different. All right. Um, and and again, I have to say, like that would make sense what you just said, yeah. but there truly is no rhyme or reason to how the seasons start or end. No. Like, there's no reason the Worry Men should be the finale because there's nothing finale about it. Um, what I think we may do, listeners, and I, Mike and I really haven't planned this part out yet, is um, Mask of the Phantasm, which is the movie that developed during season one of this show, has the animation style and the aesthetics from season one. So we probably will cover it as like a season one closer. I think so. And so it's, that will be like before we go on break. And it's in period. It's in period. It is in period. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that. That's where I want to go. In between, at some point, I would like to cover Batman eighty nine. Yeah, we'll we'll cover the other Batman stuff too. I don't know if we're gonna do that separately or on the main feed or what, but yeah, we'll do that we'll, too. We'll figure that out. Yeah. So, but yeah, a couple of you have asked about Mask of the Phantasm. We adore it. We think it's great. If it was an episode, it would be in the top five. Um, but it's kind of hard to like be like, where do we put this? Because there's no hard continuity. In Batman Taz, like it's not like Andrea Beaumont really comes up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll probably do it at the end of season one. So you have like, I think the plan is this: there's this episode, there's six more episodes, there's Mask of the Phantasm, and then we'll probably start season two after a break. Yes. Yeah. We'll so take I- a slight break probably sometime in the spring, and then we will uh, get back to season two um, soon. But season two, if we're doing broadcast order, isn't that? I mean, um, production order isn't that long. Right. 
So, I agree. Yeah, it's way um, shorter than season one. All right, we're going to hop into talking about this episode now, now that our administrative stuff is out of the way. Mike, initial thoughts on Blind as a Bat. Yeah, you know, it's one of those episodes that's weird because the tech is so good and it doesn't make sense. Right. So he's um, he's cured blindness, by the way. Yes, yeah, Batman he's has cured blindness. He's effectively cured blindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. using the radar sonar technology from the Raven... Ivermectin. X-111. <laughs> he's used ivermectin. <laughs> right, okay. Which was developed to cure river blindness. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's plugging directly into the sensors in his brain. <laughs> Elon Musk in, man. He's Neuralink in so this He's not thing. actually using his eyes to see. His, basically, this device is creating computer-generated images that look like what he would see yeah. based on radar sonar. You know, which is pretty fucking cool, oh, but it's also amazing. like... You were just sitting on this technology. Yeah, you were going like, to help any blind yeah, people. No, 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 no. Just nah. Who needs it? They <laughs> don't want to. They don't want to look cool with these glasses. So, do you I'm, like this episode? No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> do you like this episode? I don't. But there's a <laughs> lot to like in it. I'm trying to be positive. Here. I, I totally get it. It's a good bad episode. I'm not going to trash it. I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not here to trash episode. it. I actually. No. I think there's a lot to like in the episode. Listen, I'll tell you right now. It's way better than Prophecy of Doom. Oh, okay. We're not touching the bottom. I'll here. tell it's you not right in the now. Bottom ten. I'll tell you right now. Listen, I don't know why the uh, underdwellers Underworld's coming up the list. Oh yeah, coming up, yeah, rising uh, up out of the bottom. Underdwellers, ten. <laughs> underdwellers, and the forgotten slowly <laughs> crawling out of the dump. When we do a final countdown of this, watch those episodes aren't even at the bottom. No, they're anymore. probably like, like yeah, they're in the middle. Yeah, mid, middle, <laughs> lower middle half, lower mid. Low mid, low mid. Because I'll tell you right now, Prophecy of Doom is the worst episode on this show. It's it's hard to so argue. Bad. I I still like it better than I like uh, Forgotten, and probably better than Underdwellers. I don't know, man. Underdwellers, I get down to Underdwellers. <sighs> Here's the problem with Underdwellers. <laughs> There's that one moment that I think is so good in Underdwellers, where Batman reaches out his hand to like I can't even remember the guy's name, the Pirate King, and he's like, "Take my hand," and the guy's like, "Never." And I'm like, that's such a fucking good moment. That moment is better than most moments in all of these episodes. That is truly a, a Deanie Tim quality yeah, moment. Yeah. Never! It's just so good. Yeah. What was his name? It wasn't like the Sewer King. Well, it's the Sewer King. It was the Sewer, sewer King. King. That is yeah. exactly yeah, what his name was. King. He was dressed like Fagin from Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Reason. But he had sunglasses on and an eye patch. Why not one? Oh, one. Yeah. One eye sunglass, so that he, eyeglass. Like whatever. a pirate. Right. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Yeah. So he could see better under... Like a shitty pirate. Like a treasure planet pirate. Yeah, I've never seen Treasure Planet. Neither have I. Yeah. And nor will I. I've heard it's good. I'm, no, it's not. All right. That's it's... like something Larry Brenner would say. I bet he loves Treasure Planet. <laughs> we love you, Larry. Larry. Nothing but love. You know what? It probably is good. Larry probably knows exactly how good it is. Yeah, no, he probably likes it. And he's probably right. He's probably right. Um, he's how's Atlantis? Right. So, um... I have never seen Atlantis, but people that like Atlantis, like I, I believe them. That actually seems to be like a good movie. Okay. That like somehow just I've got, not like, seen missed. that one. I've not seen that one either. Honestly, dude, that might be the case with Treasure Planet too. I'm I'm not being fair. I maybe Treasure Planet's great. Yo, let's watch Treasure Planet. I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, I have other <laughs> things to do. I'm watching Severance right now. I can't take time for Treasure Planet. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in the middle of too many TV shows. What are you, you just watching Severance? So, um, Heather, but wait, you see, you see, folks, this is one of those episodes where we're trying to avoid talking about the episode. <laughs> we don't really like the episode, so we're just talking about life. Um, Heather has been trying to get me to watch Severance literally since like we started dating. Um, oh, well, and now that you're engaged, correct? Um, I'm, oh, this, this is, is this, the, this is the first time we're well, mentioning, this on we're the mentioning it on the podcast for the first uh, time, but I'm, you were engaged. I'm engaged. When I we did the fiance, fiance, uh -huh. congratulations, uh -huh. congratulations. Thank you. We'll see if it works out. Um, <laughs> She may leave. She knows what's good for her. You have to finish Severance first. That's wrong. Well, thank you. A new season's coming out. Thank God. Oh, my, wow. my relationship has, well, has a new that'll purpose. Survive. She had been trying to get me to watch this show, and she knew I liked shows like Westworld, yeah. which is like very similar, and, and Leftovers has the same vibe. This show is like a little lighter than those, but... Um, it's really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Is, that, is that on? The Severance is it's on? Apple TV. Apple TV. I have Apple a TV. A network that people have, but like never watch the shows on for some reason. Okay. So Except for like what? Ted Lasso. Ted, Ted Lasso's, Lasso's Apple the big TV. one. That's a huge one. But other the than The morning that, show. People, that's the problem. Apparently the morning show is excellent and no one watches it. Yeah. And that's a big problem. The morning show, which I probably should watch. I watched the first season of Schmigadoon. Right, and it got canceled. It got canceled after they finished Schmicago. I was really <laughs> hoping that the third season was going to be called Schmrent. I was hoping for 
Sweeney Todd. No, Sweeney Todd's in season two. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's in Chicago. A- Alan Alan Cumming essentially plays the Sweeney Todd. Oh, cool. He's I a didn't butcher, know that. I and it's, seen it. and he's fantastic. Great. He's fantastic. No, the th- I think the third season was going to be more modern. And Amanda and I were trying to figure out whether it would be called Schmrent or Schmwicked. Schmwicked, I think. Yeah, yeah. Schmwicked, yeah. Schmwicked. Yeah, yeah. So, I like it. I think Schmrent would have been great. <laughs> hey, let's watch Schmrent, an episode. Schmrent, 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 Schmrent. We're not going to play Schmrent. Because <laughs> everything is Schmrent. Anyway. Hey. All right. Well, speaking, Severance. Of, <laughs> speaking of the technology in Blind as a Bat, I loved this visor he wears yeah. as a kid this head yeah, piece. It's cool. I think it looks really cool and also turns him into Red Eyes Batman yeah, which, which is, is awesome. one of the coolest Batman we love Red Eyes Batman we love Red Eyes Batman yeah. he looks like a big vampire yeah. big scary vampire bat and there's something very appealing about that because it's the same thing that makes Daredevil cool yeah it's like oh you can't see but like that's kind of cool like you can almost use other things to your advantage yeah and he's got the sonar yeah, one of the big misses in this episode is that even though they have the completely necessary sequence where Batman is finally blind, uh, finding, fighting the Penguin at the end of the episode, they miss the opportunity to like make him reliant on other senses in a way that's a little bit more meaningful. Yeah, like you kind of almost wish that Batman like relied a little bit more on sonar and radar in general that he yeah, could like fight in his darkness. His name is Batman, right? They even do that a little bit in the Nolan films. Yeah, you know that that's really cool. Well, he cool has like the back where, computer on his yeah, face. Exactly yeah. right. Um, that's how they give him the white eyes and the <laughs> right. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. It is cool, and actually, there's a moment right at the end of Batman Forever where yeah. they do the same thing, where like his his eyes glaze over and he he like creates this big bright light. It's um, better than when they put him in that bat armor, and he <sighs> looks up at Superman man. and goes, "Can you bleed? You will, Martha. Martha, why you saying that name?" That name? <laughs> Uh, that the stain of that we've upset it we've upset now we have now officially <laughs> upset upset it super past tense we have we have officially upset the snyder the snyder i don't even blame him i don't think he's the problem <laughs> you don't blame Zack snyder no i think it's his it's his fan base is is toxic toxic fan base for yeah. sure where's the snyder co- have you noticed that every time a bad movie comes out now the director like every time a bad superhero movie comes out the director now comes out like and claims there's a better there's version. A better of version. It. David Ayer is yeah, yeah. famous for this. I there's no way there's a good version of that movie out no, there somewhere. No, unless no. you stab out your own eyes and become blind, blind as a bat. As a bat. Sorry, I don't mean to keep taking us on I, tangents. No, I'm fine with the tangents. Please make it the episode <laughs> worth listening to. Um, I think. How we gonna pay? <laughs> Schment. Schment. Um, <laughs> I think uh, we're on a roll. I think. The thing I really have to complain about in this episode is that it kind of feels like a reheated version of the mechanic. Well, yeah, that was which another is an episode, episode we like recently recorded, which was also not great. No, it was a little worse than this episode, yeah. in fact. Yeah, because the mechanic is another episode with the penguin with the exact same three goons, yeah. and it's kind of the same plot. They hijack a piece of tech. Batman gets incapacitated. They duke it out over an airfield. And it feels just like that episode. This is the same shit. I like how much time they spend taking a villain who is based off a flightless bird and trying to make him fly. He's in airfields and airplanes and so much in this show. And it Penguin is in the air all the time. And, and you know, we obviously love the Penguin. And I think that Paul Williams gives a terrific performance. It's just that... It's a great performance. I think out of Batman's... You know, standard rogues gallery. Right, the, on big, this the show. big ones. Yeah, the big ones. Now, obviously, Catwoman doesn't really count because she's kind of like an anti-hero yeah, ally. Sort of a hero, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't count her in this, but I feel like they do Penguin the dirtiest. He I, has the worst episodes. Yeah, yeah. Of of the big Batman villains, Penguin's episodes are the worst. He, and as well, I'll repeat this in IMDb trivia in a moment. This episode, um, Blind as a Bat, this is the last episode where the Penguin is the villain. Yeah, the villain, and and he's also. Um, I feel like his best, he only has one... Birds of a Feather. Birds of a Feather is like is his... Is the only good penguin-centered episode that he's in. Yeah, I, I like... What's the one with the Junior Detective Club? That's a fun one. Oh, uh, I've got Batman in yeah, my basement. basement. I like that episode, but like Penguin's probably the worst part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, like he's just a total buffoon. And unfortunately, uh, production side, that's his first appearance. I know, I know. Um, anyway, I agree with you. I feel like Penguin kind of got short, 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 uh, short-staffed here. Uh, sure. And the I, other thought I wanted to share is that the final fight is like in a 
molten ironworks yeah. factory. Yeah. So it looks like they're fighting on fucking Exegol. Yeah, Exegol. And then, you know, at least at least Penguin leaves the uh, the fight with all of his limbs. He does. Yeah. Just no dignity. No I dignity don't understand why Darth Vader built his temple on Exegol. I think it was just looked fucking metal. Yeah, it does look metal. <laughs> you know, when you look like, like you could hear electric guitar playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, a couple topics I wanted to touch on. So, and this will come up again, as I said in IMDb trivia. After this episode, after Blind is a Bat, when we see him in seasons two, three, four, or just in the animated series in general beyond this, he's going to switch to what he's basically become in the comics. Yeah. Which is he is a criminal underworld middleman. Yeah. After this, because after this, the next time we see him, he has allegedly, quote unquote, reformed. Yeah. And he's running a place called the Iceberg Lounge, which is now his kind of like famous place where he always is in Gotham in the comics. And he's kind of, you would think he's trying to be like a criminal kingpin type character. And I think they've they've done some comic book storylines to that effect. But for the most part, in the animated series, he's just like... The guy you go to to get information or, like, you need a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and criminals go to him, but also, like, Batman goes to him. Of course. So very bizarre character choice. Yeah. Really different. He's more like the Oz character in in the Batman. Right. When he's, like, kind of the middleman. Because right. he doesn't... The Matt, the Matt Reeves yeah, yeah, interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, hey, hey, oh, hey. What are you showing me? Oh. He's... Colin Farrell's surprisingly good. Very good in that movie. Um, Even though he looks like Richard Kind. But <laughs> he does. I they could have just gotten Richard Kind for a I, lot less money. I don't I don't think so. You I don't know, think Richard Kind would have done it. He would have done it. He definitely would have done it, but he couldn't have played that role. Of course he could have. You think so? Absolutely. You think Richard Kind could have been that version of the penguin? I think Richard Well, okay, look, listen. Richard Kind's a really talented actor. He yeah. would have given us a slightly different version. He would have looked the same. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Put yeah. some scars on Richard Kind. That's what he looked like. Uh, Make yeah. Colin Farrell the hair beautiful Colin Farrell to look like Richard Kind. <laughs> it's a totally bizarre choice. I don't understand. Yeah, I get it. Um, but he did a great job, and I'm Bing totally bong. happy with it. Um, yeah, Richard Kind is Bing Bong. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's a. Thanks st- for making me sad. That's a that's a terribly uh, depressing character. That's a. That movie is just beat you while you're down, man. That movie's really sad. People always <laughs> complain about Up because Up does have a very depressing opening, famously. But of the Pixar films, like through the whole film, Inside Out's the saddest film. So Amanda. Cried through the whole movie. Yeah, um, it's it's a like it is a to the emotional po- beatdown to the point where I was like, "Do you want to leave?" <laughs> and she's like, "No," <laughs> tears streaming down her face. No, and I'm like, "Why?" And we were talking about it afterwards. She goes, "Because the message of the movie is happiness is just kind of try to happen your whole life, and it's just not going to happen." Yeah, yeah, that's the whole movie. Anyway, I think in the macro of that film too, you have to look at like joy is the only happy one. Like, the other emotions, I understand they're not literally happiness. They represent all different emotions. But, like, they all have levels of enjoyment to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Not really. No. Just joy. Joy. Joy's the only one who enjoy, enjoys anything. Right. And she spends a lot of the movie sad. Sad because being a teenager is miserable. <laughs> right. Oh, and, hold on. Let me correct myself. Being a human is miserable. Life is misery. Yes. But at least there's Batman. That's right. <laughs> but the Buddhists got it right. Life is suffering. Is that a central Buddhist I th- tenet? I'm is that- pretty sure life is suffering, yeah. I honestly yeah, yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Goodbye to the Penguin, at least in so far as how we've known him, because he will not be like this again. Wah. This episode is written by Len Wein. Oh, Wein. Wein. Big the Wein. Wein is back. He has previously written for this show. We saw him a bunch. We uh, Moon of the Wolf was his. Bad. Off, Off Balance was his. Bad. Those are not good episodes, but they are a little like weirder than this one. They're odd. So yeah. I appreciate that they're a little like weirder than this. Yeah. Moon of, Moon of the Wolf in particular, like not a good episode, but like strange. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I liked that better. This episode feels like it could have been made by anybody. Like yeah. the Len Wein flair is nowhere to be seen in this no, one. No, and he's not Wolverine-ish in this one either like he is in Moon of the Wolf. No, and there's kind of like nothing. Like when Moon of the Wolf happened, I was like, okay, listen, this is not a good episode, but it has like an edge and a style to it. Yeah. Gone by the time we get to mm-hmm. this one, really. You a know, shame. I've maybe, maybe, maybe Len Wein. You know, he's a, obviously a talented comic book writer. Wein um, created a couple of the most um, Swamp Thing, baby, Swamp Thing and Wolverine, right? Two of the most, two of one of the most popular characters no, ever. They're both iconic, yeah. they really, and, 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 and of course Wolverine is, is huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're I think we're finally we're gonna see just a little bit more Wolverine soon uh, in Deadpool three, but. Yeah, it's crazy that Len Wein, um, Wein. Wein 
we'd make episodes that were kind of like that. Yeah, you know. I I just I, I'm not sure how much he was allowed to do. Like yeah. I'm not sure how strong a grip like Bruce Tim has on this series yeah. to be like you can't do that. Yeah. Um. Also, look at Len Wein's characters. Wolverine they don't fit this world doesn't that fit that well. world at all. Swamp honestly, thing I'm like, why aren't let him do Killer Croc? Killer Croc is a perfect mix of Swamp yeah. Thing and Wolverine. Give yeah. him Killer Croc. That would have been actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, um. All right. Hey, let's look at some IMDb trivia sure. for Blind as a Bat. Uh, already mentioned, but this is the final episode in which the Penguin's the main antagonist. Soon after this season, uh, the emerge, uh, sorry, the revamp emerged, and Penguin became reformed. Although Batman occasionally questioned him about other crimes of which he had knowledge. Uh, Penguin deduces that the Batwing must carry a cloaking device identical to the Ravens, mm-hmm. but somehow doesn't seem to make the connection <laughs> between Wayne Enterprises and Batman. Great. Thank you, Penguin. Really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, this is the second episode to feature Batman with red eyes. The first being his Silicon Soul, which actually we haven't covered yet. No. That's with the Batman duplicate. That's coming up in a couple of episodes. Batman robot. After we finish Demon's Quest, we'll get to the Batman robot. Yeah. Um, and the return of Hardak. Yes. Um, Okay, this not the episode, return of Cardiac. Not Cardiac, the um, much maligned Spider-Man Who's a doctor. Character. He's a cardiologist. He's a cardiologist. But he gets electric powers. He has electric powers. He yells clear and you die. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a bad character. It's a very 90s character. Yes, yes. Very um, Maximum Carnage era. <laughs> right, and if you remember, like he had a blue suit and like the lines on his costume looked like a heart monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> oh, what a shitty character. And um, uh, I think his first appearance is Ultimate Spider-Man number... I'm um, sorry, not Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man Unlimited number he's one. He's on the reverse of Spider-Man Unlimited number yeah. one. So if you turn that book over and you flip it yeah. upside down, yeah. it's the first cardiac Maximum book. Carnage number one. Yeah. Is that Max number one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Spider-Man Unlimited number one is that Maximum Carnage right. number okay. one. 13 issues of garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this can't become another no, no, Spider-Man can't. Let's podcast. Let's talk about Batman. All right. <laughs> Maximum Carnage is almost good. I did get my video game, my Super Nintendo cartridge, signed by the lead singer of Green Jello when we played with them. Because Green Jello did all the music for Maximum Carnage, the oh, video game. Oh, cool. Yeah. So when we played with them, my band played with them. Uh, first of all, I got there's they do this thing where everyone wears these foam hats and like moshes around on stage, and I did it, and I I knew I was in, in for it. Uh, yeah, I was. I almost died. Um, and then at, at the end of the show, I brought my cartridge of Maximum Carnage, and he signed it. I oh, have I love him, that. It's signed by yeah, Bill Menspeaker. Yeah, very. Anyway, cool. yeah. Um, the music played on the car radio before the Penguin destroys the bridge is also played in Almost Got Him. I don't know who caught that. You must have been really listening. Yeah, no, I didn't even catch that. Uh, that's wild. Um, other trivia. This just says last appearance of the Penguin in the first series run. Okay, we got it. Cool. Um, hey, I'm ready to hop in if you let's, are. Let's do it. Good. And, and before I get in, I think I know it, it already sounds like we don't really like the episode. There is actually a lot to like. Yeah. There are sequences yeah. in here I'm very positive about. Like, I think this episode has a great opening sequence. Yep. And I think it's got a great, like, closing action sequence into the epilogue. It's a lot of stuff in the middle where I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. If I'm checking the runtime. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, ding, 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 this ding, ding, is ding, season ding, ding. one, episode 49, Blind as a Bat. Sorry, episode 59, Blind as a Bat. It was broadcast 54. Um, yeah, so we get our theme song. Title card is a silhouette of Batman. He's kind of in the lower right of the frame. He's uh, lost in a red spiral, uh, indicating maybe the kind of sonar or radar he will have to use once he is blind. Totally serviceable yeah. title card. It's fine. Uh, this episode is de- uh, directed by Dan Reba. Reba! Reba McIntyre. That's uh, right. Sorry, just just Dan Reba, not Reba McIntyre. Though she's a foxy lady. Imagine if she directed an episode of Batman. I would like that. Yeah. I like to watch her directing an episode of Batman. <laughs> um, story by Mike Underwood, and as discussed, Len Wein. Ween. And teleplay by Len Wein. Ween. First scene is a it's long... It's actually pronounced wine. <laughs> no, Ween. It's a long, long scene. Um, it's good, though. So we get some, like, patriotic music. Uh, we pan over this flashy new military helicopter. Bruce Wayne is uh, sitting. He's looking on as a speaker uh, who's Dr. Lee tells the crowd that there are three new features that make Wayne Tech's new Raven X-111 stealth helicopter unique. One, it's got silent running capability, which is funny because it's pretty fucking loud in the episode. <laughs> but I guess not as loud as a regular helicopter. Two, a cloaking device that renders it invisible to radar and sonar detection. And three, the ZVF system. That's a zero visibility flight system. 
allowing the copter to operate just based on its sonar and radar detection systems. Um, hey, guess what? Yo. Uh, these things all exist. Yeah. So uh, a little light digging on new site. Not sure if you folks have heard of it. Google.com. Oh, Google. Yeah, it does really I, good. I hear good things. So um, this is this is all... Yeah, go for it. Go for it. This is all technology that the military honestly may have been developing at the time of Batman the Animated Series, but certainly has now. So it's well, kind of funny to see like science fiction predict where technology was heading because military helicopters have this stuff now. Also, too, this is in the era of the stealth bomber. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the stealth bomber, I think... I think the stealth bomber's like its first flight is sometime around like 1990. Okay, so this is right so after that. This yeah. is kind of in that thing. I'm not sure how much the public knew about the stealth bomber until later, but I think not much. Yeah, probably not much. But the stealth bomber is a big stealth plane yeah. that is invisible to radar. Right. So they break down this information for kids pretty well, and for me pretty well. Yes. <laughs> Who knows nothing about this? So essentially, what this thing can do, which is exactly how this works, by mm-hmm. the way is it will take a radar and sonar, for lack of a better word, image, yeah. and a computer will create a computer-generated image of what it is quote-unquote seeing. Yeah. And that's just as good as the helicopter seeing a target or where it's going yeah. or whatever. Um, that basically is how it works. It's pretty cool. And, of course, this is the tech that Batman is going to use once he is blind. So, yeah, all of these systems are displayed to a... Very funny in the animation, they look exactly the same. Yeah. This senior group of Air Force officers in the yeah. crowd. Um, and then they test the weapon systems, and uh, Dr. Lee says to Bruce, hey, it's going better than we hoped. And Bruce expresses, like, standard concern that a cartoon hero must express, oh, I'm sorry we're making weapons, or whatever the fuck he says. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Tony Stark would have built this in a cave with a box of scraps. That's right. He also privatized world peace. He did. He did. Peace in our time. Um <laughs> Of course, I think, like, predictably, right as, like, the copter's testing its weapon system, we've been cutting back and forth between watching the copter in action and someone is in the cockpit yeah. hitting the buttons, but they never show their face. And they're like, uh, okay. I think they, sh- do they show a flipper? No, because it's not the penguin, it's not the penguin doing right? it. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. one of his, they have names. It's Sheldrake, Falcone, and I forget the third yeah, one. Yeah, it's okay. It's like the same goons. I'm actually going to look it up. He has the same goons every time. So it's uh, Eagleton, of Eagleton. course. How could I forget? All bird theme. <laughs> Eagleton, Sheldrake, and Falcone, but not a cool Falcone. Not one of the real ones. Sadly, um, not the... Um, not Alberto or Carmine or any of those. Sadly, not Blue Falcon. So, yes. We are starting to wonder, as this helicopter starts firing on the crowd, who's flying the copter? In fact... Two people who are like fleeing the scene find the actual helicopter crew, and then we, we uh, cut back to inside the copter and look who it is. It's it's the fucking penguin and the penguin's goons, right? Yeah, the the flock. Right. So uh, Falcone has a dumb line. He says, uh, "Look at them take off like scared pigeons." Oh boy. To which the penguin answers from the back with his umbrella poking into the frame. You find pigeons funny, my friend? No, not me. Good. You'll do well to remember that. <laughs> And the penguin emerges, and he's wearing, like, old-timey aviator gear. Yeah. Like, goggles, the aviator skull cap, and, like, a white scarf. And I think uh, the goggles are, like, perched on his head because he's also wearing his monocle. And I think, just to show you how they just reuse shit, is this exactly what he wears in Birds of a Feather while he's flying around on the back of the dragon? I don't remember, but it might be. Or is he, like, dressed as a Viking during that? I, d- I thought it was... I'm not sure. I don't remember. I feel like we've seen him in this look before. I feel like it's a Viking because it's a reference to Wagner. But <sighs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But honestly, yeah. like, this fucking character does so much with airplanes and helicopters and airfields and airports. It's like... I, I feel like we've seen it already, even yeah. if we haven't. No, you're right. So, yes. Penguin gets on the copter's loudspeaker... He announces that he's holding the Raven, which is the helicopter hostage. Nevermore. Nevermore. And instructs, uh, he says, instructions for ransom will be sent to the mayor's office. And he does this while raining a hail of bullets on the crowd. Bruce narrowly saves Dr. Lee like he dives down on top of her. And then the car that they dive down next to gets shot and it blows up like right next to his face. And it's like this big, bright flame. And he actually screams. Uh... And then you hear the penguin say, at this moment, the most dangerous bird in the sky is the penguin. And then he does like standard villainous laughter. Alfred pulls up the car next to Bruce. Notice they don't save Dr. Lee, by the way. They just leave her on the fucking ground. Because I guess Bruce has to be Batman. Uh, But Bruce seems to be hurt worse than we thought. Home, Alfred, now. 
Alfred argues that he needs medical attention, but Bruce says, oh, he doesn't want the Wayne Tech doctors examining him. We cut to the interior of the limo as it pulls away. Call Leslie. Have her meet us at the house. And Bruce is covering his face. Begging your pardon, sir, but why so secretive? Because I don't want anyone to find out that I can't see. Bum, bum, bum. And yeah, there's literally dramatic music sting there. And I remember, now it's like, over the top as that is, it's actually a really good moment. Yeah, it's great. It's like dramatically compelling. It's It's got the right Saturday morning cereal little zing to it. It's good. This Actually, this whole opening sequence was good. Yeah. And and it's a perfect thing to do right before you break for commercial. Right. So actually, there's no commercial break yet. Yeah, but But they still. do transition the scene, and yeah. it is good. And I remember like being actually concerned as a kid watching that, because I was like, oh, no, Batman's, oh, blind. Batman's blind. What's going to happen? Uh, it was it was a pretty dynamite opening. It was, it was good. And that music crescendo and everything, it's like a very iconic moment. Uh, next scene, we transition right in. Leslie is uh, Leslie Ann Tompkins, family friend and doctor, one of the few people who knows that Bruce is Batman. Mentioned her many times, of course. Leslie is tending to Bruce at Wayne Manor. Some time has passed. His eyes are bandaged, and Leslie's adding some sunglasses over the bandages. <laughs> Apparently, he has a flash burn to both of his retinas, but in his case, the damage should be temporary. Now, if this were real life, uh, you know... Flash burns on your retinas are pretty serious. Sometimes they don't heal. Yeah. You could be blind yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, but she she seems to think it's going to be okay. Uh, she recommends rest, but she's like very, has an attitude about it because she feels like, you know, Batman's not going to follow my instructions. Oh, she knows he's not. Uh, correct. Uh, and she's explicit that if he doesn't keep his eyes covered for at least 36 hours, he could damage his vision permanently. So now we have, like, the episode has stakes. Um, the helicopter's been uh, held for ransom, and uh, Batman could lose his eyesight. Very bad. Um, she mentions that Batman is off duty too, but literally the second she leaves, Bruce is pounding his fist on the arm of his chair. No way! Not as long as the penguin has that chopper! Alfred lets him know that the bat signal is lit in the sky, and Bruce springs into action, and he's basically saying, listen, this is nothing but a minor inconvenience, but he, like, knocks over a table Yeah, lamp. he can't see. He can't he, see he, shit. He is blind. Correct. His eyes are covered and closed up, and yeah. he is blind. Yeah. So, uh, no Batmaning for now. We cut to the roof of GCPD headquarters. Uh, Gordon looks out over the skyline, checks his watch. No sign of Batman. For the first time, he actually su- shuts the signal off because yeah. Batman is not coming because he's fucking blind. He's blind. Okay, he's as a bat. blind, everybody. He is blind as a bat. If you are not realizing this, Batman can't see shit. <laughs> he's blind. He's, in fact, the saying goes, blind as a bat because bats don't see well. Yes, bats Does use... everyone understand what where this episode's going bats with Bats use this? sonar. Yes, it's clever, Mike. Very. It's clever. We cut to the interior of Mayor Hill's office. I have a question. Is Mayor Hill the least likable recurring character on the show? Uh, yeah. Of them all. Of the rotating cast of, let's say, 15 characters. Yes. Is it Robin or Mayor Hill? I think Mayor Hill. I think I like Robin a little better than Mayor Hill. And here's why, and I agree. Robin at least has moments where I'm like, all right, he's okay. Yeah. Mayor Hill, every time he's on screen, I fucking hate this guy. He yeah. sucks so bad. He's the worst. I want Clock King to rip out his asshole. I fucking hate <laughs> Mayor Hill. He sucks. <laughs> oh, the Clock King. Such a shame. Clock King could have helped this episode. Yeah, he could have. I don't know how. Well, if it's Time Stop Clock King. He, oh, we're... That is an episode I'm really looking forward to covering, unlike this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> I remember we covered the first Clock King episode, and I thought it was... Yeah. The next one, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I remember watching and we're like, when's he going to stop time? And I was like, oh, fooey. I forget the name of the episode where he stops time. That's a really good episode. It's fantastic. It's good. I uh, that's in. I think that's in next season. I hope it yeah, is. It's absolutely, yeah. I think that's a season two episode. The mayor is really despondent that Batman hasn't answered. Who cares, said Bullock. What's Mr. Trick-or-Treat going to do that we can't? A lot. <laughs> a lot, actually. He would solve the crime. The TV in the mayor's office, like, springs to life. It's got a direct link to the Penguin, so they had, you know, FaceTime in the 1930s. We cut back and forth between the mayor's office and the interior of the chopper as Penguin confirms the ransom instruction. He, Mike, he wants $100 million. $100 million. Is he going to do use it to buy Fabergé eggs? I don't know, <laughs> but 
hundred million dollars just was like a very funny number to me because it's incredibly high. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like the nineteen thirties and you want a hundred million. It's like you want like the gross domestic product. That's like United when Doctor Evil goes back to nineteen sixty nine and asks for a hundred billion dollars. Oh right, yeah, a number that doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. The mayor is stalling in the hopes that he can buy more time. Penguin is offended, thinking they're not taking him seriously, which, uh, honestly, good on these writers. That is a very common trope for the yeah, Penguin. Yeah, they don't take him seriously. He thinks that people don't take him seriously, think, so he acts out. I think we said in the, the last Penguin episode that the only person who actually takes Penguin seriously Batman. is Batman. Batman's right. like, no, this man will kill you. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so good on them for being consistent with that mm-hmm. characterization. <laughs> we then cut to, like, standard annoying bunch of young people in a convertible. They're literally talking about, like, well, and then I said to him, oh. yeah, he daddy <laughs> And they look up in the sky because the, the raven has shown up, the, the copter. Mike, they're driving across a city bridge, and they are the only car on the city bridge. Where on earth can you be the only car on a Gotham City bridge? What bridge in New York do you think has one car on it? None of them. None, ever. None of them, ever. Imagine crossing the GW, going to Jersey, got one. you're the only car. I'm pretty sure... From where I live on Long Island, if there were no other cars on the road, I could probably get from my house here on Long Island over the George Washington Bridge in probably... Less than half an hour. I would say 30 minutes. Yeah. About half an hour with no cars, with zero cars. Yeah, with zero cars on the road. Probably. With the traffic? Because I don't want to pinpoint your location. You live off a major roadway that would take you right there. Yeah. So so with the the normal traffic, two hours. Yeah, right. More than that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this is pretty badass, actually. So uh, Penguin uses the Raven's uh, weapons to, like, shoot through the suspension cables that hold the bridge together Mm -hmm. and basically sinks this fucking bridge. Yeah, dude. Like, wrecks a bridge. Uh, The kids make it. Uh, Not that anyone cares. No. Uh, They get to the other side. Whoa! But I'm like, so I, I don't know if I think this is cool or stupid. He's asking for $100 million, and to get that... He does way more than $100 million oh, worth of damage. It. Yeah, that's like astronomical like, amounts of damage. He does like a billion, billion dollars worth of damage. damage. He does he, at least tenfold. Um, we cut to Bruce next to a radio. He snaps it off after hearing the story of the collapsing bridge. And he stands resolved. Alfred, I've got to find a way to stop him. Sight or no sight. Uh, triumphant music now takes us into the first commercial blackout. Um, we cut to the Batcave. Leslie, who I didn't take, is like a tech person. Yeah, She's I guess like a so. medical doctor, but all right. She's putting the final touches on this headpiece that will allow Batman to see. She thinks it's a dumb idea, even though I'm screaming at the TV, you cured blindness. You cured being blind. No one has to be blind again. <laughs> Leslie and Bruce, wake the fuck up and share this with the medical community. No, 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 no. He needs to use it as Batman only. No one needs to be blind anymore. <laughs> they can wear these goggles and they can see. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, she's commenting like, oh, connecting electrodes directly to the brain's optic center. I don't know. Sounds pretty stupid. Um, maybe Bruce gave her the instructions on how to do this. I don't know. So she she's, it's basically, it's the copter's ZFF system, uh, zero visual, whatever. Uh, and it's in a headpiece now. Now, it's really cool because it gives Batman red eyes. Yeah. But it also gives him, like, Lou Pickles, like, thick wire into, like, a, a power <laughs> like jack his, on like his, his hear- belt. Like his hearing aid? Like a hearing aid. Fifteen miles! <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, the headpiece looks pretty cool, even though the power pack is lame. Um, he has to keep recharging it. They established this idea in the narrative that he has to recharge the device or it will power off, which signals to us, the viewer, that this fucking thing is absolutely going down when he needs it the most. Of course. Um, so Batman just wants to try it out. He gives a shot at his like gymnastic training course in the Batcave. He fucking kicks a dummy in half. Um, so that's not, that's not nice to say about Robin. <laughs> wow. Uh, very good. It works pretty well. He does say he was aiming for the head of the dummy, so it's not perfect, but it will have to do for now. Um, Alfred is pleased. Leslie is less so. <laughs> so Batman puts on his cowl. He looks fucking badass with yeah, red eyes. I'm like, yeah. just have the red eyes all the time. Yeah, we want red eye Batman. We constantly. want red eyes Batman all the time. Yeah. We want the Earth 2 Batman all the time. Yeah, that's uh, that's Thomas Wayne, that's, right? We want the Thomas Wayne Batman. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Um, yeah, that's comedian Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that actor's name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Jeffrey Dean fucking badass. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. He'd be yeah. a great Batman. Yeah. I would watch the fucking shit. 
yeah. out of an Earth 2 Thomas Wayne Batman yeah. if it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan Breaking. with Lauren Cohen as the Joker. Yeah. Who played the mother, who played yeah. Martha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be crazy. Just breaking man. people and beating people. It would be so good. Out. Just give me one film. None of this Flashpoint bullshit. No, no, just no, a no. standalone piece. Jeffrey Dean Morgan fucking shit up as Red Eyes Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Come the fuck on. Yeah, I think it's great. It's great. He's also the comedian. And he's the comedian, too. And he's Negan, right? He's also Negan. He's playing all of those characters. Yeah, yeah, the same guy. And he's my pick, pick for live-action Omni-Man. Oh, yeah. If they were to ever oh, actually yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, Only yeah. because J.K. Simmons is, is with nothing but love for J.K. Simmons, too old for that, even though he's jacked as shit, and he does a great <laughs> job as the voice on that show. Oh, man. He's also J. John Jameson. Yeah, forever. Like, uh, forever. The best. I still love the fact that he saw a giant lizard. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Um, I love this moment. Batman takes up the, the bat wing, his, his plane, his jet, and he hops in the cockpit and he plugs the optic headpiece right into the uh, bat wing's uh, radar sonar. Yeah. I still remember the click from when I was a kid and just looking, it just looked like a headphone jack. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking badass. Yeah. I still think it's badass. It's cool. It's a really cool moment. This episode, again, it has little cool moments that actually make it it's like, almost good. It's like the individual pieces don't add up to the sum. Like, it's like the, uh, you right. know, whatever, the sum of its parts in or whatever. In this case, in this episode, the whole is not, not greater, greater than, than the sum, the sum of, of its parts. parts. It's yeah. just there you the go. parts. Thank you for, thank you no, for giving me that you, yeah. analogy. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Batwing zooms off. We cut back to Hill's office. <clears throat> Apparently, the city doesn't have $100 million to spare. Yeah, no kidding. It's 1933. Um, so Batman shows up in the shadows. He's looking like a fucking demon. Do exactly what the Penguin wants you to do. The, ex- the demon Etrigan. So cool. I love Etrigan. Me too. We get to meet Etrigan eventually. I think so, yeah. I think he's in New Adventures. I might be wrong. That could be Justice that could League be Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. yeah. He speaks in rhymes. Uh, so... Etrigan and John Constantine are two of like my favorite Batman team up guys, and I have quite a lot of the comics where they team up because I went out and purposely like found those. There's a couple I can't get. Um, well, I mean, no, I can't afford them. It's, like, real, I can't. it's a real shame that you don't know someone who works in the comic <laughs> book industry. <laughs> I can't afford those first appearances. Really cool episodes. I wish this animated series. I wish. Let me put it this way. I wish Bruce Tim didn't hate magic so yeah. much. Yeah. So I wish like characters like Satana and like those folks like could do more of that. Well, so th- there's going to be that. Thus, we never get really Etrigan What's that like those guys. James Gunn cartoon he's working on. It's going to have all that stuff. Or like Frankenstein's like the main guy. Is that happening? Yeah, I think I forget what it's called. It's a cartoon. Right. I kind of heard about it. It's a James Gunn cartoon that he's working on. It's it's independent of the James Gunn DC universe. I feel like everything is independent of the James Gunn DC universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's not his continuity, but it's a cartoon. Do you realize we might get to a point where we have three Batman movies going on at the same time in the James Gunn universe? Yeah. That's gonna be very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think um I think I think that's actually kind of a good thing. It could be. I I hope that he doesn't cut the Matt Reeves movies in favor of just streamlining the whole product. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's a way to just kind of widen the lens and incorporate everything, but that could also dilute the world he's trying to create. I, I guess there's an argument on both sides of that. I think I think I think it's safe to have like a mainline continuity, and then. After that, you kind of have these kind of offshoots. Right. Because, like, the main title looks promising. Like, I think that Superman movie is going to be good. I think it will be. And I think Nick Holt is actually an awesome choice. I think he's fantastic. The right age. He can be it for a while. He's he's a good look for it. It's it's good. Um, But it doesn't jive at all with the Reeves Batman. No, 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 no. And, like, the David Fincher thing he's trying to do with those movies. Yeah. Or the Joker. Right, exactly. You would basically need a new... Batman, because, yeah, and you can't work with the, the Joaquin Phoenix shit either. So it's like, what do you do? You create a third Bruce Wayne in continuity? I, I don't know. I think so. I think you do. I think we're going to have three Jokers, three yeah. Harley Quinns. I mean, it's wild. But, and the, okay. the cartoon is called Creature Commandos, by the way. Oh, I have heard of this. I've seen ads for it. I hope it happens. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be like Swamp Thing and Frankenstein. and Yeah, all the guys we yeah, like. Yeah, so. all the weird, weird, right. yeah. Anyway. We get to a close-up of a shop window on a Gotham City street. It's like a row of television screens and like an appliance store. Hill comes on with a message for the Penguin. 
If the penguin brings the helicopter to the drop point at midnight, he'll get everything that's coming to him, which is like an obvious like, way to be like, you're not even this trying. is a trap. Not even try. It's a trap. Um, and they say as much because we cut back to the chopper. Penguin seems pleased, uh, but then the third goon speaks up. It sounds too easy. I guess he's not so dumb. Um, Penguin is confident that the Raven's instruments will be able to pick up any trap a mile away. Literally, well, we'll see if that's true. Uh, so we're actually already kind of getting to the end because the end sequence is so long. So we get this shot of the Raven as it flies over the Gotham skyline, and inside the scanner shows the area is clear. We get a cool shot of the Penguin in silhouette. It's actually the only cool shot of the Penguin in this episode, where the monocle makes him look like more menacing than he deserves. It's like literally just his shadow and the monocle. It's in very it. cool. It is cool. Um, so, yeah, no trap. In that case, it's payday. Oh, boy. The chopper lands in this industrial park, which is going to be this episode's airfield, because the penguin must always have an airfield. And Penguin and his men scurry for the loot. It's a briefcase. Falcone cracks it open to reveal phone books and a note that says, Gotcha. And then I wrote a note here to discuss this with you. Was Gotcha more of a thing in yeah, comics back in the day? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because it's all over Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's I, a Green Goblinism. Yeah, I think so. People don't say gotcha anymore. People do not say gotcha anymore. I remember Jax in Mortal Kombat 3 used to say it when he grabbed you and punched you in the face. Jax is pretty cool. gotcha. That was when he had metal arms. Yeah, well, Jax is... Jax is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cool character. That's a top That's a top five Mortal Kombat character for me. Even though I never played as Jax, I was like, that guy's fucking cool. Yeah, they ripped his arms off and he replaced him with robot arms. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the new Mortal Kombat movie? Does he not have robot arms? He gets them. Oh, well, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. For Sub-Zero freezes his arms and destroys them, and then they give him robot arms. That's not how that really happened, though, originally, No, I think right? Shao Kahn rips his arms uh, off. Yeah, that sounds original thing. correct. I'll tell you this much. That movie's terrible, <laughs> but the opening sequence with Scorpion is really good. Okay. Um, they, um, what's his first name? Hironuki Sarada is plays Scorpion. He's okay. the He plays Musashi in Westworld. Okay. Oh, and, I like that actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He plays Scorpion. And, oh, he's and he is great actor. Fantastic. And Scorpion's supposed to be a Japanese guy. Um, and he's awesome. And that part is good, and Scorpion's good, but the rest of it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always want the Mortal Kombat movies to be better, but none of them are good. No, they're not good. No, they're bad. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of cool, but not good. Yeah. Cool, but not good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Penguin's outraged. How dare you gotcha me? <laughs> Batman's theme plays as the Batwing flies into view. And then we get this very long action sequence. I'm just going to do some highlights here. Go for it. Uh, the Batwing fires some nets, but Penguin ends up escaping those using a blade device uh, from the umbrella. He surmises that, as we mentioned in the trivia, Batman's plane has a cloaking device, but he does not make the connection that that is Wayne Tech. Um, one of the goons drops a rope ladder, like from 89 Batman, for yeah. Penguin and Falcone. Yeah. They scramble up as the Raven takes the air. This means war! <laughs> the Batwing drops Caltrops. <laughs> onto the copter blades, which destabilizes destabilizes the Raven. It actually brings it down. Um, and then we get this great back and forth between the camera and then what Batman is seeing in his, like, red field of, like, sonar vision. Penguin and Falcone, they hang on for dear life before they just drop off onto the ground and run for it. The Raven lands, like, pretty gracefully for a crash landing. Doesn't explode. Uh, and to my surprise, Penguin and Falcone climb back into it because they're going to use laser cannons, Mike. Laser. All right, so this is something the military doesn't have yet. Okay. They might. I don't think they have laser cannons. I think they might have some degree of laser weapons. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but it's not like laser weapons like we think. It's kind of like a big... Am I being an idiot? I a think big all, heat gun. Oh, maybe. I think all the military weapons... Listeners, I could be so wrong on this. I think all of our military weapons are still like ballistic. Oh, nature. yeah, pretty much, yeah. I remember seeing we, something. We can't just fire energy yet, can we? Um, I, like, I are don't, we at Star I don't, Wars level? I don't now? think so. But I remember seeing something on sixty Minutes about a big laser gun on a big laser on a on a battleship. Okay, all right. So maybe honestly, but I don't for, really know. I also might have been asleep. I I am the wrong source for military grade technology. Sorry, guys. So they shoot the Batwing. It is bad. <laughs> the Batwing is not built to handle that. Um, it starts to go down. It actually really starts to go down. Like, the Batwing tells him basically, like, it suffered extensive damage. It's going down. And Mike, when it rains, it pours because just as the Batwing is going down, his, his like, vision system is starting to fail. Yep. Um, so just, yeah, total system failure. 
we go to another commercial break, the last one. We come back to the Batwing just like spiraling out of control. Penguin and his men are looking Mayday. on in delight. Batman's fighting for the controls for all he's worth. And then, oh, you know what? This is where the, the headpiece starts to fail. Mm-hmm. Boy, when things go wrong. Um, it rains and pours, man. That's right. The Batwing uh, hits like every industrial smokestack in the industrial park. Um, battered but not broken as it comes in for a landing. And Bruce barely escapes the cockpit before the whole thing just fucking explodes. Um, but in his escape, Mike, this was this was Chekhov's, Chekhov's optic headpiece. Of course. He severs the power cable to his own optic device in the process, so like he can't plug it into his belt to charge it. It's just fucked now, and the batteries. He's out. just got to shake up the batteries. That's right. Well, that's basically what he does. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he keeps, keeps hitting it, hitting himself in the head to like you know get it to work again. Yeah, that's how um, you fix any remote on the TV. It's true. You it hit usually it. works. Yeah, you hit the. TV I don't know why. Too. See, back in the day, folks. For those of you who might be Gen Z and younger, they're not listening. We used to, to have we used to have these things called CRT TVs, and if they were on the fritz, you just smack them across the across the back, and they would work. It worked. It always worked. I don't know why. Yeah, you hit the remote, it works. Russian components, yes, American yes, components, yes, all right. made in Taiwan. <laughs> so I do want to say I did look it up quickly. Um, yeah, laser weapons are in the experimental stage, but they have at least showed that the Navy has at least showed that they have giant laser cannons. <laughs> As wow. late as early as 2017. Wow, the future is cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, you can't see the weapon though. Like you see the big gun, but it's just heat. Like you can't see a laser beam. Oh, so there's no visual. No, no, no. Then what's the point if you can't fire cool blue shit at your enemies? I, I don't know. Come on, what's the point of even living? I don't know. Let's go suicide. All right, goodbye squad? everybody. Squad. Squad. Suicide no. squad. No, that's not what I meant. The suicide squad's all right though. Uh, yes, if you add the the. Yeah, it's just Guardians of the Galaxy, but still. We're okay with that. Yeah. I like I like me some Harley Quinn. So the Penguin has this like brief moment where he savors victory once again, thinking Batman died in the explosion, basically playing an identical beat from the mechanic. Yeah. Um, he uses his umbrella to block some falling debris, which is a cool little moment. Uh, but then Falcone points out that there is this silhouette of a fleeing Batman who is taking refuge behind a warehouse. So we cut to Batman. We cut to his vision. Uh, we get this failing, like, recharge screen that he is seeing, which is, like, constantly going to static. So, Mike, he does what I think anyone would do at this situation. He takes refuge inside a molten ironworks factory. That's what I would do. While his vision is failing. That's what I would do. Totally. It's a good uh, idea. Great idea. Just Mike, going total yeah. end of Terminator 2 on yeah, this. Of course. Just, like, makes perfect sense. Hasta la vista. Right. Penguin and Falcone observe that he is clearly injured, but they don't know he's blind yet. No. Um, so they pursue him inside. <clears throat> Penguin is just firing numerous shots as Batman flees. He fires that, like eight dude, shots. He misses every that time. That umbrella is ridiculous. He mi- Well, yeah, that's a great umbrella, but he misses every time he fires at Batman. It's yes. fucking stupid. Yeah, he has no aim. but No aim, apparently. He's a little boy. <laughs> I guess. He's not a big guy. Um, so Falcone goes up with a chain to finish the job, but even with failing eyesight, Batman is able to knock his optical headpiece into working just long enough to best Falcone by tossing him off the conveyor belt. And into a harmless container of ash. He Though, didn't die. Fuck, well, <laughs> before he hits the ash, Falcone, like, physically knocks into the molten iron pot. He doesn't get melted, but, like, how many degrees is that thing? Oh, I think he's dead. Oh, I'm pretty sure, like, he would be attached to it. <laughs> and also, we never see him again, no. so I'm assuming he died of his injuries. He burned to death. Right. Yeah. He went the way of so many others who the you show. You ever like accidentally it. burn your hand on like a pot? <laughs> right. This was just it's the, guy's the worst whole fucking body. It's the like burning your hand on a pot that's probably like like maybe two hundred degrees is the worst. Imagine getting burned by a pot that's holding molten lava. Right. Boiling water right. makes you want to kill someone. Right. Boiling like a molten. No, this man suffered third degree burns over fifty percent of his body. He's dead. <laughs> um. Batman what? swings himself to safety. His device finally gives out. This is the part of the episode where Batman is now fucking blind he's blind he's not a little blind he can't see it all he can't see a goddamn thing okay dude's blind but he has to fight the penguin anyway so he's gonna do his best mike he does pretty good yeah he does good man considering he would have the D ability blind fight he would uh so penguin's fucking with him he's like tapping on barrels and shit. he throws a screwdriver batman's able to figure out where he is he kicks a barrel at him and then my favorite moment of the episode is <laughs> it's just dramatic irony visual humor for us Batman's like stumbling around trying to navigate and he navigates past a sign that says exit. Yeah. <laughs> As a little kid, you're like, yeah. he can't read because he he's blind. Know. 
And then, Mike, not 30 steps from the exit is a catwalk that just terminates over lava. Yeah, yeah, it's just like falling to lava, dude. Like, this whole factory is a villain origin story waiting to happen. Multiple. Like, multiple. Anyway, he gets out over the catwalk. Penguin, I forget what Penguin's line is. He basically is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he thinks he's going to win here. Batman, just last-ditch effort. He throws up the grappling hook, and he hits a pipe. And there's a great shot where Batman looks like he's crying because some water has poured down his Batman face. Batman cries every so often on the show. Know, he does a couple, like about half a dozen yeah, times yeah, so yeah. far. He know, yeah. But not this time because no. that water is not tears. It no. is from a, I guess, a sprinkler system yeah. above in the molten ironworks factory. Yeah. So he grabs like the valve and he like pours like the cold water down into the lava. It creates so much steam, this is very good, that Penguin coughs. Yeah. And he uses the cough to like echolocate him and like fucking dropkick him. Well, what happens is is when you lose your sight, your other oh, senses get really? stronger. Oh, I see. That's how it works. I that yeah. must be it. Now. That's why blind people can smell so well. Right. That that's it. Yeah. Do you know do you know that Daredevil can hear colors? Yes. Based on the dyes in the fabric yes, and like Yes, he can. He also says that he needs to have the highest thread count of sheets on his bed because anything lower than that feels like sandpaper on his skin. Is that true? That's what they did in the, the TV show. Oh, He's got funny. like the nicest silk sheets ever. And like Foggy's like, why do you got such good sheets? He goes, you know, anything less than this makes it makes it feels like sandpaper on my body. Oh, that's cool. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. He also catches a brick that is thrown into <laughs> Peter Parker's window. He does. And the whole room's like, how would you do that? And he says, I'm a really good lawyer. He goes, I'm a lawyer and I win. That's what I do. <laughs> He's a southern lawyer. Um, he's not really. Um, <laughs> I might just be a hyper-evolved mega-chicken. Okay, you went hyper-evolved mega-chicken Futurama. <laughs> I was going Keanu Reeves, devil's advocate. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I win. That's my job. That's what I do. His father's the devil. <laughs> and his father's Al Pacino. <laughs> so I, I realized the change in Al Pacino from being good actor to being a character cartoon of himself really it's, is Godfather 3. It's the same picture. It's heat. It's, it's the it's, same thing. It's it like it's it's Godfather and Heat really really push him into him being Wow He's Waluigi now. I like both versions of Al Pacino. You like Waluigi! <laughs> Because that's kind of I'm who he is. I'm a little mad at you, but honestly, <laughs> that's a great Al Pacino. <laughs> like, very accurate. Is it, is it, wait, is it more Wario or more Waluigi? It's more Wario. It's more Wario. Yeah, <laughs> Every now and again, if I'm wow, doing like an Al Pacino, that. That it is, slowly yeah, goes into Wario. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I upset you. Penguin ends up how he usually ends up stomach down, tied up, Face whining. down in the dirt. You're supposed to be helpless. Helpless. We get to the epilogue. Final scene takes us back to Wayne Manor. Alfred and Leslie are tending to Bruce. Leslie takes off his bandages. And for a moment, Bruce stares like blankly ahead and they get nervous. Um, Alfred drops his newspaper, fearing the worst. But Bruce was just having a little fun with the old guys. He catches the dropped paper and he looks at the headline. Penguin back behind bars with an illustration. Picture. Uh, no, Alfred, I could see just fine. And right now, I've never seen anything prettier. He has no no skills as a practical joker. No, his jokes are very mean. They're very mean. Yeah. <laughs> like the time he told Alfred he was going to fire him. Yeah, because he drew drawing, him a bath. drawing of a bath. On April Fool's Day, I drew you a bath, sir. And he drew him a picture. And Alfred, he looks at Alfred and he's just like, I'm taking that out of your pay. And he's just like, oh. Yeah. Mike, what are your closing <laughs> thoughts on yeah. blind as a bat? It's, it's not great. But like you said, it, it, it the segments are good. The segments are good. Yeah. The tech is cool. Yeah, the, te- the tech is the really tech cool. The tech and how the visor works are the and how the visor looks are the coolest things about the episode. Visor, yeah. visor, visor, uppercut. Visor, uppercut. Yeah, I think. The, and I think the action sequences are pretty good. I just don't love the episode overall. No. And Penguin, I know he like is the villain to go to for this kind of situation, but just feels very samey. Yeah, I, they don't really do anything interesting with the Penguin. They kind of figured out what they were gonna do with him in like the second episode he shows up in. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to do that every time. In a way, it kind of felt like they couldn't wait to get rid of Penguin. Yeah. Because as we mentioned in every other Penguin episode, it was like, well, they don't want us to do the Tim Burton thing because that was too nasty. And they don't want us to do like the Adam West Batman Penguin thing. uh, The Burgess Meredith Penguin. So let's kind of do both at the same time. And then because they do that, like neither really works. No. 
And at all. Honestly, even though it definitely diminishes the character to not have him really as an active rogues gallery member in the subsequent seasons, I kind of appreciate the shift. Because yeah. if you were never going to do him well, you might as well not really do him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I get so. it. Maybe Cape Crusader will do him better. Maybe. So I'm looking forward to that if that fixes him, I hope. Ranking in the series, where do you put this? Is this in the bottom or is it just towards the bottom? I think it's towards the bottom. I don't think it's at the bottom. Yeah. we're. This is not... Um, Prophecy of Doom level bad. This no, is just no, like no. sort of regular bad. All right. I would still put it ahead of like fucking the Island of Doctor Moreau episode and that is that Cat Scratch Fever. Tiger and all that Tiger. Shit. Tiger Tiger. That's it. It's Cat- definitely better than Tiger Tiger. Yeah. It's better than Cat Scratch yeah, Fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cat- oh, those are so better than Moon of the Wolf. I think. I, um, I'm pretty though, sure. Even though I like how edgy and weird Moon of the Wolf is. Yeah. Um. I, that might be the best of the Weens. Moon of the Wolf is the best of the Weens, though. I think this episode's like a better like episode quality maybe yeah maybe you know what that's going to be something to really look at when we're ranking is how much we actually like an episode like yeah. the wolf for being yeah. different um yeah. so listen next time when you join us mike is covering an actually undebatably good episode uh the demon's quest part one oh, which is one of my favorites and i think it's terrific and we get to finally talk a little bit more or a lot more about raz al ghul raz al ghul baby all right i'm excited hey Thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast. For Mike Staub, I'm Jordan Hugh. Thank you, and see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman Tasticast. We're back, and hopefully much more regular than we have been in the past. Thank you so much for being patient with us over the last uh, few months. It's been a pretty busy time for Jordan and I personally. But moving forward, please find us on the internet at Batmantasticast. And if you want to help the show, share it with your friends, give us a review, leave some comments, and reach out to us. Reach out to Jordan and I on social media because we love talking about Batman. See you next time.